0: following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Live, is it? jeez, oh, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. Oh, jeez, I'm really fucking loud. Fucking loud. Oh, I'm a girl. i can hear. girl. Same as it ever was. Yeah, we're back in the studio. Back. Yeah, you know what happened? What? Stinky was sitting in Sloppy Joe's. If you don't know, we've been in Sloppy Joe's for the past three weeks or so, three or four weeks. I think the audience knows with all of the ambient noises they have to endure while listening to the show. And the fucking cracks from the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, evidently, he was sitting on Pizza Box down there. So now we have Pizza Bugs... And oh, Sloppy Joe's, that has to be fumigated. Apropos to today's game. That's what was popular with the kids. Fumigation? Pizza bugs. <laughs> um, that's why we had to leave the studio uh, 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 proper. And now, let wow. proper. Are you okay? Nah. Yeah. That happened. Hey, I am Wiggly, and on the Skype pipe is uh, Kyle Von Kubik. Hello. Keith Leposh is in the booth. Yo. Keith has Why done... does he always have that click back? Now All it's like the... a running gag. We have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the playbacks of some of the reboots of the show, and he not only had an echo leak on his mm. uh, Talkback channel, if you wore headphones, yeah, you'd have an, a fit because he had such an oscillation on that channel. He, he'd go back and forth between your ears like and would make your brains flop out <laughs> your ears. Yeah. Uh, Stinky is here. He is sitting on a pizza box, but he's guaranteed me that there's no cheese left on the pizza box this time. Very good. Probably sitting on that 3 prong pizza. You know,
1: one time I ordered a pizza, yeah. this is just a weird aside,
0: oh, yeah. uh, and it got
1: delivered and it was smashed into the box. So as I got it from the delivery man, I just happened to open the box oh. for whatever reason. I don't yeah. normally do that. Yeah. But all the cheese was smashed to the top of the box, in which I said, you know, the Cheese all smashed on the top of this box, and he goes, "No, it's okay. It's just still cooking.
0: <laughs> it's cooking on the box." Yeah. Needless to will, say, it will drip. Didn't down. buy
1: the pizza or give a tip. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. buying smashed up pizza. That's, that's wrong. Stung, still cooking in its corrugated <laughs> box.
0: Well, don't you know? If what? you tried the rest, now you gotta try the best pizza. Mm. Uh I think that was Stinky. You, s- you have pizza uh, in Kentucky the box is folded in half, though, and then you unfold in and it sings a song. <laughs> hey, um, this is it a buck Welcome to We Talk Games Picket-A-Buck. Each week, Kyle Von Kubik sends in his dollar. We no. have $2. He writes his name on it. That's why there's a dollar with the person's face on it on their album art. If you ever get to see that, it's quite interesting. Someone Go to the a, Facebook page. You someone, can see it there. It takes a lot of time to do that, even though <laughs> iTunes Nobody gives you the big <laughs> FU. Yeah, on that. Um, is it, can, like, can you even subscribe to anything anymore in iTunes? Who knows? They, they just have, keep changing it for the worse. They have screwed us. You know? I do know. Yeah. Anyway, sends in a dollar, you put in a hat, you pick at a dollar, a hat, if it has your name on it, you get to keep the kitty, do this at your job on every Friday and then on uh, holidays, like uh, the holiday it is today. What is it? Daylight Savings Time Day? Yeah. Who knows? Sandlot Slugger. Every yeah. day's a holiday. Yeah it is. At Carvel. Hey, and that's not my voice either. Cookie O. Carvel for holidays. <laughs> Get yourself a Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> fudgy the whale in its own chocolate ocean. That's not that my that's not my voice either. Hey, who wants a cookie puss? <laughs> Shamrock cookie opus. All right. No one <laughs> is, is now is Carvel nationwide? But it's not it's not international. I know, right? it's funny to us. We remember it's, the commercials. It's kosher. You know, it's kosher. Hey, uh, Bob McAllister. Yeah, let's go. So uh, then you take your dollars and you go to the arcade mm-hmm. and you shove it in an arcade. Now, last week we gave clues. I believe my clue was something about Hiroshima, and Nagasaki, because I couldn't remember what game we were going to review. Yeah. Or or that might. I don't know, that was actually two weeks. I don't remember. That was two. We weeks recorded ago. this show five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might be dead. I don't know. Who knows? Play it backwards and find out. Anyway, my clue should have been forever blue. That's what I should have made my clue. <laughs> I don't remember what your clue was. My clue was this is a Galaga ripoff. Oh, I see. Right, right, right. right of course, we're talking is, about but, yes. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Donkey Kong Three. Dixie's Double Trouble. No, <laughs> I don't remember that tagline at the back of it. Yeah, it was for the N sixty four.
1: Right. This is all wrong information. No, this is Donkey Kong 3, 1983, from Nintendo. In the arcade, interesting fact, never a proper cabinet. They never actually made dedicated cabinets for this game. They were conversion kits for the original and and for Junior.
0: Sure. Interesting
1: bit of uh, history there.
0: I played this graduation day. Did you really? When it first came out, yep. And what did you think I thought I'm pretty drunk from graduating. <laughs> I I'm not wearing pants I'm under my schmuck. When I got my diploma, I did a flip off the stage. Nice. And my schlong sounds just like out. you. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I forgot about that. Thanks. Normally people have to tell me what I did. This time I remembered. I was um born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my big claim to fame
1: in 1983.
0: Yeah. It's a good year to be born.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Donkey Kong 3, uh, as I hinted at with my clue, is a
0: uh, shooter. Yeah. How high can he get? Right. Or, or how high can you push Donkey Kong? Top of the screen, I guess. I think it's actually a shmup. All right. Shmup's what they call him now.
1: Uh, yeah, I no. guess you could call it that. You I prefer to
0: call it a shooter. It's shooter, Stinky.
1: Shooter. Shmup. It's a little weird because it's a—it's definitely a diversion from where Donkey Kong was at the time as this single screen platformer or action platform game. Even though I'm not a huge fan of Donkey Kong Jr., the gameplay is very similar as far as you have to get from point A to point B. And normally point B is the top of the screen. Yeah, and you have to mitigate whatever hazards uh, are twist. coming your
0: way. Because now Donkey Kong's a good guy. There's the
1: cycle of this story, I guess. Where in Donkey Kong, you play as Mario and you're rescuing Pauline, and at the end of the game, you've res- you know technically because it just cycles, but at the end of the game, you've rescued Pauline and you've captured Donkey Kong, which leads into Donkey Kong Jr. and Jr. rescues Papa and releases him for the cage, so we can go through this cycle again. So I guess that's where uh, Donkey Kong 3 kind of falls off the story, which is why we don't have Mario as our protagonist. Instead, we have
0: Stanley. Yeah. What happened to him? Did he get uh, killed nope. at the end? <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: I, and I guess Stan just didn't <laughs> click
0: with the arcade crowds
1: because this was the uh, worst performing, uh, monetarily speaking, Donkey Kong game of the three.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you. Just a shmup. All right. Shmup. Shut your fucking it's mouth. Just <laughs> shmup. This was my favorite Donkey Kong game of the Donkey Kong Kong Kongs.
1: In the arcade, this is by far my favorite Donkey Kong as well.
0: Cause who doesn't want to shove DDT up Donkey Kong's ass? It just <laughs> right? makes it's perfect, hilarious. It makes perfect sense. And not only that, it's still an action platformer because it's just two platforms. It's only problem. Right, and it's still single screen
1: and it acts a lot like Galaga but it has this Donkey Kong cartoon facade over it and I kind of like it a lot it's a clone basically but it's a kind of a reimagined clone we always reference back to the connection between Mr. Do and Dig Dug and, and Mr. Do took the mechanic and added something to it mm-hmm. I don't think Donkey Kong 3 adds a lot to the Galaga mechanic other than just a nicer aesthetic mm. um, and better
0: music probably takes away from
1: <laughs> from the yeah, it kind of simplifies it I guess yeah yeah I enjoy it because of there's two ways to clear a stage. You can either kill all the bugs on the screen, similar similar to Galaga, or as you were expressing, you can shoot the deet up Donkey Kong's ass and he will slowly climb up or fast, depending on if you have the power up or not, uh, up the screen. If he goes to the top of the screen and escapes, you move on to the next level. I, I like also. that there's two options there because if you're somebody who's just trying to blast through the, the game to see how many screens there are before you cycle, there's an option for you. And if you're one of these... Uh, point aficionados then there's a way to maximize the points per screen you know again we've talked about this in the past this is the era of points this is when points matter and this game actually embraces it because you could either just go from screen to screen to screen to screen and get a bonus with time Mm -hmm. or you can patiently sit there and try to kill every bug on the screen which is a lot more difficult
0: and what's the payoff the payoff is bragging rights I mean, there's but no it, there's no real big You don't rescue anybody. No. Donkey Kong does fall, uh, yes. and you know, cracks his head open when he when he gets his head bead and be in his head. Now this cycles back to bucketing his head, which mm-hmm. it, of course happens in Popeye, and that's the neat thing about these older titles. They made you call actions by some type of nickname. If you played these a lot when they first came out, if you played. Older games like Genesis games and Turbo mm-hmm. Graphics games and NES games, and they were more simple than you know, these first-person shooters. Whatever you call funny things there, sniper, right? Uh, squatting. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know. so uh, you don't have a lot of opportunity to be with your buddies and come up with different names like "Bucket His Head." Uh, That's my launch. That's my yeah. launch was from uh, blast them in the Motor. ass. <laughs> ass blaster (laughs) i smell a ass blaster i smell a free ball i smell two free balls Mm -hmm. um that was from uh devil's crash blocking castle blocking skulls all these different little terminologies we came up with and of course in this one uh we had a bee his head bee his head because crazy kong gets his head stuck in a bumblebee uh nest what do you call it yes yeah yeah a hive yeah
1: Depending on where you're at with the game, when you first start, you'll see that, you know, you're fumigating with your spray bottle, but there's also a little spray bottle next to Donkey Kong. And once you push him past it, he knocks it free and it drops to the bottom of the screen where you can get it. Once you have it, there's like a, uh, a power-up tune playing musically, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the Star Man that you get with Super Mario Brothers. When you have that, your color changes and you can shoot what I see as beehives. I don't know if, you know, maybe you have a different interpretation of that, but it's a beehive gun to me. So when I'm playing at home, because, again, this is one of the games I have on my cocktail table, I tell people, get the bee gun, get the bee gun, and they don't know what the hell I'm saying yeah. until they get it, and then they realize, okay, yeah, it kind of looks like you're shooting beehives up Donkey Kong's ass. Yeah. But there's a lot of speed there. It's, I think it's it's, it's a lot, of, a lot of fun to play, and it's definitely challenging. I think it's a little more intuitive than uh, Donkey Kong Jr. And a lot easier than the first Donkey Kong by far. Mm. You can, I find that you can easily get through the first cycle yeah. um, without lo- losing a life. What is funny, though, I believe that the graphics hold up. They look dated, obviously, but they don't look like Chack and Pop dated. Right. Sorry, Chack and Pop. <laughs> I know we're, we're over you. Um, but... I had my brother over recently who's 19, and he was playing it with me. And uh, he goes, that's so morbid. And I go, what's morbid? Yeah. Like, you die at the end. Uh-huh. I go, what, the bugs attack you? And he goes, yeah, and then they leave behind your skeleton. And I'm like, <laughs> it- that's not his skeleton. That's the spray bottle.
0: Oh, he thought that. Yeah. It didn't so have a head. In
1: My eyes, yeah. my, you know, my 30-year-old eyes, the graphics hold up. For a 19-year-old oh. who's not, he didn't grow up with, you know, sprite-based <laughs> graphics, maybe they don't hold up as well.
0: But I'll tell you what, it is a very gruesome way to die because they swarm, swarm. They just swarm you, and they eat your bones and everything. Yeah, there's They're nothing gone. left
1: other than your spray bottle.
0: Yeah, or your skeleton. <laughs> maybe they whittle you into a spray bottle. You know, out of spite. <laughs> what is great
1: though is when you go through the cycle, if you are successful and don't get eaten by all the bugs, Stanley really knows how to cut a rug. <laughs> I love the little dance he does at the end, I think of the third or fourth like l- screen where you, you do the cycle back yeah. and Donkey Kong falls and cracks his head open. Mm-hmm. Um, he does this little jig and they play this little song and I love it. I actually, I really do dig the music in this game. Not a huge fan of the Donkey Kong Country franchise or the aesthetic of those games or what Donkey Kong has looked like. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I love the music in that game, or those games. As far as the arcade games are concerned, Donkey Kong Jr.'s music doesn't really jump out at me, and Donkey Kong has music in it that's very iconic, and occasionally if you're watching, like, I don't know, some stupid Drama show on CBS, like a CSI or something, and the, there's someone playing an Xbox. You'll hear the Donkey Kong theme for some <laughs> right, reason because right. that reads video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you'll hear Pac Man for the 2600. I find is also a uh, a callback that they do in, in television. Regardless, Donkey Kong Three by far has the best music of any arcade Donkey Kong, and it's because Kanaka, the composer, this was his first game that he worked on, but he actually went on to work on games like Kid Icarus. Metroid mother and most notably earthbound and oh. earthbound has uh, beautiful music sure I mean a lot of people have overhyped that game uh, you know because of its rarity and as history is going on it's a good game uh, but the music in that game is some of the best music of that era it's even fair. though it's ripped off from like you know actual they ripped off beetle themes and things like that mm-hmm. but you know they played with it and they sampled I should say but it's beautiful music. And this it definitely shows the the talent of the composer, I, I believe, with this game, Donkey Kong 3, because it really does have great music for its era.
0: That's interesting that you said that you like when he does his little jig to the music, mm-hmm. and that is another nod, in my opinion, to Galaga. That's the ship an- dances. Is, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, because the only thing that they needed to do was on the screen when he's doing his dance, they needed to type across the screen, this is bucktooth dancing. (laughs) Because this is galactic dancing was uh, one of the bonus screens in Galaga 80, whatever the hell, 89, I think. Galaga 89 and then 90 when it came to the States. I don't don't recall, Um, even though that was one of my, that's my favorite Galaga game.
1: The things that went wrong, I think, for this game This is just speculation as far as why it wasn't as successful, because at the time, you know, I read... there reviews and things of the game where people are just saying, oh, it's a Space Invaders knockoff, mm. which it definitely doesn't read Space Invaders to me, but at the time evidently, that's what people were saying uh, it definitely reads more Galaga to me and I think, uh, contemporarily, as far as us today most people compare it to Galaga I think, maybe it was, it, it was too much of a diversion from the formula or the fact that and I don't know if there was a huge connection to Mario at this time But I don't really understand the choice to go with Stanley because I like Mario and Luigi being the Abbott and Costello of video games where they could show up anywhere. Mm -hmm. And definitely at this time and the early days of Nintendo and the Game Boy, that's pretty much what they did. I mean, we had Mario as the captain of the paddle and alleyway. You know, right, you had right. the NES Open where Mario was golfing. I like that. I think that's where that character is successful. I think it doesn't just have to be the running platforming game. I think Nintendo gets that for the most part with how they use those characters or dump them in or do the crossovers with like your Smash Brothers or the Mario Karts. Maybe the game was a little ahead of its time or maybe it was just too similar to what else was out there. And I think. Nintendo, even though it didn't work in their favor, they were smart because they had already tried a space shooter and they got burned real bad and the game was called Radar Scope. And not that Mm -hmm. Radar Scope was a good game because it's not. It's very bland as far as a space shooter is concerned. But I could see them saying, look, we have a franchise that is successful that people recognize, we'll dump that in and we'll also take a genre that is successful right now, which was the Space Shooter, and will make this an am- amalgam. And I got to appreciate the fact that they did that. I don't believe it was appreciated as much as it should have been back then. The bones of this game, which resonate with me, is that it kind of started as a Game & Watch game with Game & Watch Greenhouse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't called Stanley in Greenhouse. He was just called the-, the Fumigator in the instruction manual. You know, it's just the Game & Watch guy. He's yeah. a little uh, etched out. <laughs> liquid crystal stick, dude. Stickman. Yeah, yeah Stickman. But the bones of it are there. The foundation of it are there. Uh, you're the fumigator. You're moving around with the DEET and you're spraying bugs. But this is one of these type of single screen management type games. You know, Fireman or Fire, or, you know, if you had timeout, you know, right. there's a couple of variants. Right. But Fireman, where you're bouncing the little guys out the window into the ambulance. Or
0: Wall Street.
1: Or Wall Street. are <laughs> <laughs> management type games where you have to just keep Doing this routine and in succession gets faster and faster and faster. And that's how you acquire points. It wasn't a shooter greenhouse is what I'm getting at. It was defend your plants from these bugs, which is a part of this game that we have neglected to talk about. There are plants at the bottom of the screen. If they take them all away, you lose a la uh, Missile Command. If all the
0: the cities get destroyed in Missile Command, you're out. I don't know what type of plants they are. I don't know if they're turnips or flowers so I, I call
1: them tulips because they're red.
0: <laughs> well, I call them flernips. Flernips? Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, so there's
1: bones of this in 1982's Greenhouse, which was a Game Watch game as you played as the Fumigator. But later, Donkey Kong 3 actually had its own Game & Watch game that had those little disc controllers it wasn't the multi-screen like the game watch it was this um this little gimmick that actually had two d-pads and a button yeah. and it was it, it was again more close to greenhouse than it was Donkey Kong 3 but now Stanley's there so Stanley has only appeared in a couple games uh he's appeared in his game and watch variant the arcade and then he's appeared as stickers and trophies and other types of games but he's definitely is the bastard child of Nintendo what is interesting about all the Donkey Kong and Stanley and everything, is the first time a D-pad, which is something we take for granted on our controllers every day, and a lot of people know this, but the D-pad first showed up as the control pad for Donkey Kong, the Game & Watch game. Right. So there's this little interesting thread of history of the influence of... The arcade and Donkey Kong and the home console and and the invention of the D-pad, which is something that prior, you can see, we were using telephone keypads and (laughs) spinner knobs and pots to control our our games. So again, I appreciate the Donkey Kong franchise, the the early days of Nintendo and Donkey Kong 3 because they gave so much to what would end up being the fabric of video game history. Sure. Sure. Unfortunately, because Donkey Kong 3 was so unsuccessful, we did not see another Donkey Kong game until 1994, which that is my favorite Donkey Kong game, but it's not an arcade game. It's Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. But I thought a lot about that game while I was playing Donkey Kong 3 because Donkey Kong 94 was clever. And we've—I think we we've talked about this on previous episodes. It started out as just Donkey Kong, yeah. But then started dumping in different mechanics as you were playing, and what you didn't realize were that it was there the entire time, but because you didn't learn it,
2: right? You, you didn't, didn't know, know, you, know could you could do, do, do
1: backflips yep. on the first stage, yeah. I'm not a fan of the Donkey Kong countries or the Jungle Beats or whatever. I wish Donkey Kong could. Every five years, we go back to that Donkey Kong formula, but reimagine it somehow.
0: You don't like Donkey Kong Lemmings, March of the Minis, and stuff.
1: March of the Minis, you know, I, I appreciate it, but it's it's not Donkey Kong '94, and I got bored of it. I did get bored of it too. That would have been an awesome single off. But then they kept rehashing it, yeah. and as they were rehashing it, I was just not feeling it. The, the best version of that, in my opinion, was the Game Boy Advance version. Yep. Once I'm, I'm drawing on the screen to tell them where to go, I just I wasn't feeling it.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of Game & Watch, I just thought I'd bring this up real quick. Experio, our friends at Xperio, they're a Russian company, so some of, the, <laughs> some of the stuff's in Russian, but they have, and some of them got pulled, because they were way too similar to, like, Octopus and things like that. Mm. But they have uh, 10 Game Watch-style games right now in the um, iTunes store. Two of, them oh. were, two of them were pulled. You have a Hunting, Auto Slalom, okay. Space Flight, Mary Cook, which I don't know why yes. that one isn't uh, it pulled, pulled yet? Yeah. Because Spa- that is Chef. It is. Space yeah. Bridge, Hockey... Footballers, frogs, strutter, thieves. That's also kind of pushing it in planes and tanks. Planes and tank. It even works on your iPad. Uh, not too, yes. not too portly. They actually there. have a game that uh, I I'm familiar with. I'm not familiar with the name of the company, but uh,
1: what got me into game watches. Is- was my father because he had the timeout variant of Fireman, Fireman, which was fire. But he also had one of these Russian ones. It's got to be the same exact company, especially because of the era. There wasn't a lot of uh, exports out of Russia at the time. You're a wolf and you would collect eggs. And I always thought it was funny because, from chickens, I always thought it was funny because you're playing the bad guy, I think. And I might be remembering this wrong, but I remember playing that a lot. I think it is the same exact company because I remember looking at that, Game & Watch knockoff and seeing these weird writings at the top, which Uh I couldn't determine were Russian. Right, right. You can also check out, for free, Pick a Pick. That's P-I-C-A dash P-I-C dot com. There's a whole bunch of different LCD games that you can... Play right in your browser from that Russian company, from Tiger Electronics, the good ones, uh, and from Game & Watch. Donkey Kong's in there. The really rare Zelda is in there. Oh, right. um, There's also Bartman. Um, there's Mickey and Donald, which is a very good game. Uh, and I believe the Wolf and Chicken game is actually in here, too.
0: But do they have the Power Rangers barcode reader Tiger game? That's what I need to know. They do not. That was my favorite. I still play it. I, I scan soup cans. <laughs> Spread Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mary that Cook is, is actually in here as well. Is it? Yes. Hey, and don't forget our buddies at Touch Grove, LLC. They make uh, the, the all those LED Mattel football and basketball and uh, oh, that's right. games like that for your iPhones. And they play perfectly. <laughs> 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 that PZO in there. A few other things about Donkey Kong Three before we—oh, uh, we, we're getting—we're running late. Uh, it does have one-button wee-wee action. That's always something I look for in a game. Mm. Um, Donkey Kong also, just like as ambiguous as the flernups are to me, the, <laughs> the seashell coconuts are also uh, yes, kind of odd-looking. We talked about Congo Bongo and their weird things. Can't anybody draw? coconuts properly? Coconut (laughs) boulders or coconut... I think I learned when I was like
1: four how to draw a coconut. Seashell coconut. Circle, three circles inside of it.
0: Exactly. And there's none like that. And then we
1: would be complaining, what's with the bowling balls that Donkey Kong's throwing at me?
0: (laughs) Don't they have coconuts in Japan? I don't know. Third base. Okay, everybody. Well, uh, here's Johnny Capcom, I hope, with his blow, blayer, blip. (laughs) That's going to be a shirt.
2: Suck. Hello and uh, welcome back to the uh, the tip section And uh, Yeah, I'm John and I'm talking about Donkey Kong 3 this week And uh, of course Donkey Kong 3 is the weirdo of the Donkey Kong family and this is kind of a weird old cheat if I can uh, tell you the truth because basically it's more of a life hack and when you have your Donkey Kong 3 arcade cabinet what you're gonna need to do is get a nice big clear piece of plastic and place it over your screen okay and you're gonna need to get a white marker and draw a nice big target on Donkey Kong's arsehole right on the shitter right right up in his balloon not business and that'll help you aim better basically you know and you just fucking shoot that gas right up his ass but listen to that rhyme fuck's sake man you know what i'm not even going to try and top that uh, so uh yeah see you later bye
0: bye all right what's your clue for next next year next week shoot him in the eye while i watch this cartoon Mine's going to be, call the attendant, dot, dot, dot. And now T.T. Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week.
2: Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video
1: Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue.
2: Good luck, geeks.
0: All right, everybody. Hey, I didn't get to pick the buck. Uh, Let me shuffle our bucks. I win. Awesome. Okay, next week, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye.